This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements, helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by Allstate, American General, The Hartford, John Hancock, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us today. Well, oftentimes attorneys obtain settlements for their clients and then leave them to their own devices as to how to manage or deal with their money. And that's sometimes uh, not a very good way to do it. So today on Ringler Radio, we're going to talk about what obligations there are to the client during settlement negotiations and then once after the settlement has been reached. And my co-host today to go through this uh, discussion is Amory Von Bank. Amory heads the Minneapolis-St. Paul office of Ringler Associates, is a past member of the Ringler Board of Directors, and uh, is a good friend of mine. So welcome, Amory, to Ringler Radio. Thanks, Larry. Great. Well, our special guest today is Attorney Jim Hoyer, Principal Attorney at Hoyer, Lund, and Flores, Attorneys at Law out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome, Jim, to Ringler Radio. Thank you, Larry. It's great to be with you. Great. Terrific to have you here. Well, Jim, uh, as a personal injury attorney, tell us, what are the types of injury cases that you typically would be handling? Well, we handle a variety of cases. Probably the most prominent case in our firm is uh, would be an automobile accident type of case. Yep. But we've handled a multitude of cases, uh, everything from uh, dog bites, slip and falls, medical malpractice, product liability cases uh, as the genre of cases. And then, you know, the sub part of those cases would be uh, wrongful death category. So we've had, you know, bicycle cases where uh, our our client's uh, family member was killed. So that is what we call a wrongful death case. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had product liability cases where a uh, little boy uh, swallowed a charm off of a shoe and uh, it turned out to be 99% lead and he died. So that was a product liability case, but we referred to it in the office as, you know, as a wrongful death case. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And of course, you run the gamut on severity from uh, minor in- incidents to obviously very major and death uh, situations. So you run the gamut there. That's correct. And, and one of the other things I guess, Larry, is in addition to that, in the medical malpractice area, um, we've had medical malpractice cases where uh, our client uh, actually became brain dead as a result of, of medical negligence. And that was a, a situation where um, we were using structured settlement annuities to fund his life support uh, for the years going forward. So that would be, you know, part of a wrongful death case. And then you would have, uh, in that particular instance, we had his mother appointed as his guardian because he was uh, incapable of, of handling anything on his own. Hey, Jim, I know that I worked with you um, on a case just when I was relatively new to the structured settlement business, but how did you first learn about structured settlements as a choice for clients? Well, one of the things that that I've been doing this for 35 years now, and one of the things that I've learned uh, when a person gets a settlement, there is uh, oftentimes the person hasn't had a significant sum of money all at one time. And, you know, settlements can range anything from $10,000, $5,000 up to, 
you know, three, four, five million dollars. So everyone handles money differently. And one of the things that I saw over the years was uh, people getting instant friends uh, when a settlement came and all of a sudden these people were uh, with them to help them spend their money um, and somehow feeling, well, I knew you when you got hurt, so I must, uh, there must have been uh, some obligation to help me. And so one of the things that always concerned me was the clients that I worked hard for to get them a settlement to compensate them for the pain and suffering and the losses that they had. And then to see some other friend come in and, and all of a sudden he's got to pick up the lunch tab or the bar tab or whatever. So there had to be a way to kind of protect the client somewhat from themselves and take the, uh, the, uh, risk out of investing, um, you definitely need to take the risk out of investing. The, uh, the, the first time I settled a case for over a million dollars was when the stock, uh, big stock market rush was going on and the financial planners were telling me, oh, you know, we can invest this money. Well, you know what? The, the clients put their money into an annuity in a structured settlement, and when the stock market crashed, their payments didn't go down. And that was right. what really made me, made me a true believer. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, as you negotiate these cases in settlement negotiations and mediations as you move through the process, what what's your role? What do you see as your role, especially as it regards uh, not just the settlement of the case, but also the uh, to what to advise your clients at the end of the day about uh, what they should be doing with their money? What's your role in that? What's your responsibility? Well, I think my role is maybe unique to many other um, attorneys in the community. We don't advertise. Our, our clients come to us, word of mouth referral, um, lawyers, doctors past clients, current clients. And so we tend to have a more hands-on approach with our clients that we're able to to deal with them and, and get to know them and find out what their unique needs are. Um, so one of the things that I do, depending on the case, I mean, there's some cases that just aren't structured kind of cases. You're going to settle the case. You're going to pay the fees and costs. You're going to give the client a check and a hire the lawyer mug and, and wish them well. And they, and they move on and, and they're, they're thrilled that, that, you know, this part of their, this chapter of their life is closed. And then there's other individuals that you know are going to need some help because they're going to have ongoing medical expenses or they're going to have ongoing uh, reduction in their earning capacity. So they're going to need some kind of a stream of income. And if they are left on their own devices to, to manage that money, many times they'll make bad investments and then they're right back worse than where they were when the case settled because they no longer have the asset of the settlement and they still have the injury. So what I'm doing is I'm evaluating a case at the time of settlement or as we get close to settlement to see if the case is something that an annuity, a structured settlement would be a benefit to my client. And Jim, do you feel as though you have an obligation to your client to tell them about a structured settlement then in settlement negotiations? You know, I, I do, Henry. I, I think it's an obligation to advise them as their attorney uh, that there are multiple ways the case could be settled. And I'm going to give them my recommendation. But at the end of the day, the client's going to decide. It's their case. Um, they have one case, and they have to decide um, what they're going to do with the funds, how they're going to take the settlement. Um, I like to think at the end of the process that, that the relationship that I've developed with my clients is such that when I make a recommendation, they'll generally take that. Because I do have the experience, I have done this for a long time, and I know what the downside is if they don't take my experience. So, you know, I, I think it's an obligation. Um, 
I know there are other attorneys uh, in the community that just say, look, well, you know, and if you want a structure, that's fine. I'll, I'll accept with the structured settlement person, and I'm going to move on to my next case. You know, what's interesting, uh, Jim, is one of the life companies uh, commissioned a, a study, and, and one of the findings that they had was there was a, there were a substantial number of attorneys who, during the course of negotiations and after the negotiations, never really communicated the structured settlement option to the client. They they uh, either did it out of uh, neglect or did it out of uh, their own uh, their own ideas or, or feelings about structures. But uh, a lot of lot of claimants out there evidently don't have the benefit of hearing from folks like yourself, Jim, that uh, how important a structured settlement and beneficial a structured settlement could be. So I can imagine at the end of the day, when the case settles and this money is now sitting there. Uh, one of your jobs is to try to simplify the concept of money management for your clients. How do you explain the details of what this individual is about to receive and how to how to make it work for them over the long haul? I mean, that can't be an easy task, is it? Well, again, Larry, as I mentioned earlier, it's, it's really kind of unique to each case. Um, one of the things that I've always told people over the years is that when you settle your case, you need to have some kind of closure. And if you get $10,000 out of your settlement, I say do something with that $10,000, part of it, that would be for you an extravagant action, okay? Some some people that taking the, the family all out to dinner, others to buy an, a nice article of clothing or jewelry or something and say, all right, this is the closure on my case. Um, when it's a bigger case and you're going to need that income, I say, you know what? You don't want to be watching the stock market every day. You don't want to be... Um, wondering if that investment in the real estate trust is actually in buildings that you can see or that are being maintained. So what I try and point out to the people is like, look, in your particular situation, let's look at your unique facts, not your uncles, not your brothers, not your sisters, but your case. And you've got these unique circumstances. So what I'm going to recommend to you is that how would you feel about having an income stream that will guarantee that your rent is paid every month or your car payments every month or in five years, the first year of your son's tuition is paid. And those are the kind of things that I run by clients and, and, um, and try and get them to see the big picture about, you know what, you got hurt, it wasn't your fault, things in your life have changed, the money is not going to make you better, but it can, it can help you be more comfortable and move on and put this chapter behind you. You know, and that's what I talk about all the time is really honing in on those needs. And I think, Jim, what you just said is so important because if you look at a work comp case, for instance, and I've said this for years, the point, the way they handle a work comp case is to, you know, they're they're doing uh, rehabilitative, they're taking rehabilitative measures. They're um, trying to retrain. They're trying to get people back to work. They're trying, you know, and, and in liability cases is what we're talking about. People, a lot of times, they get that one check. It's like one one paycheck for the rest of their life, and what and and they're expected to just figure out what to do with it. There's no planning, or, or a lot, in a lot of cases, there isn't that planning after the fact to help these people manage that and put their lives back together. So ultimately, when a case settles, what what do you do? What do you feel the client needs to know? How do you coordinate that with your client? Well, I'm working on a case right now. In fact, the one that, one that you and I are working on is a, a, a death case um, where uh, my clients are the, the children and the siblings 
of a woman that was given an, an improper medication and it killed her. And now we're in the process of trying to figure out, one, how to care for the 12-year-old. Uh, that girl has a funding need that's totally different than her brother who was a minor and now has turned 18. And he's going to need some help, but he's going to need it at a different level than the, than the 12-year-old. And then there's the two adult, adult daughters, and their needs are different than the other two siblings. And then, of course, the, uh, their siblings, and then, of course, the, the decedent siblings as well. So what we're doing on that is we're trying to sit down and look at the crystal ball and say, okay, you know, for our teenager, um, you know, what is she going to need for monthly living expenses? Um, she's going to live with her uncle, who is actually the brother of the deceased. And so part of what he gets is the money that's going to make sure that this kid has food, clothing, shelter, that she has tuition, she has money for her out-of-school experiences. And then when she turns 18, and, and if she plans on going to college or trade school or whatever she's going to do, then again, we have to work the numbers to say, all right, what's going to be left out of the settlement to help her in those years? Um, you know, the settlement isn't enough to say, well, you'll never have to work the rest of your life. It's not that kind of a situation. But it is going to be meaningful in the support of the children uh, now that the mom was a single mom with no, no support from the dad is gone. So it really takes some creativity in thinking, what are they going to need? And then secondly, Anne-Marie, you working with the carriers and the interest rates and, and saying, okay, what's our projection for inflation? You know, if, if they need $1,000 today, what are they going to need in five years And uh, as a monthly expense? And so um, it's really a complicated process, and it really, it really works best with professionals that have done this and, and can kind of take the emotion out of the fact that mom is gone and what's it going to cost to, to take care of the teenager. Well, you know, it's interesting, Jim, you talk about professionals, and it is important to have professionals involved, and folks like Anne-Marie and others uh, are big help in that regard. But uh, how about the process? Uh, do you recommend face-to-face meetings post-settlement with your client? Do you ever bring your client in the office and have someone like Anne-Marie and maybe a bank person or an investment person come in and and talk to that individual, or do you do most uh, of this informational uh, transfer by phone or email? Well, Larry, as I said earlier, every case is different, and every client is different. And some clients are totally fine by being told by email what's happening, and they don't need that interaction. There's other clients that, you know, you bring Anne-Marie into the office, or better yet, if you had a mediation, um, and to sit down with her computer and, and say, well, let me run some examples. Let me say, you know, here's what we're going to do. I mean, we had a case, a wrongful death case, um, where we had, where the husband was killed and the wife. And, and in doing the structured settlement plan, we were able to sit down and say, okay, if we do, if we take your, your whole bills, all your bills, let's sit down and look at all of your bills. And we got the monthly bills. And then we said, okay, now this is where Emory can run a, run a program and she'll, she'll use her, her skills to set up a payment schedule. So that your husband isn't here to pay the rent or the house payment today. But look, at on, on the first of every month, you're going to receive the money that you need to pay all your utilities, your food, your insurance. On the 15th of the month, you're going to receive the funds that you need to pay the second half of the month bill. And that's going to go for the next 20 years. And, and the eyes just kind of opened on, uh, on the, the, the widow. And she goes, okay, now I get it. And that was one where face-to-face really helped. 
You know, it's interesting. Uh, I, I had a case where the lawyer brought me into the room, the plaintiff lawyer, at the end of the day, and to, to sit down with his client. And, and you know, one of the issues, and I think you run into this too, Jim, is that you're never really sure what the what the client is really understanding. No matter what information has been has been given to that individual, you don't know what they're really gleaning from it, or what they're retaining, or what how they're interpreting it. And uh, I sat down with the individual, and her first question to me was. How much is is whatever you're sh- trying to show me? How much is it going to cost me? And right. uh, I said, well, it's not going to cost you anything. And her point was, oh, when when I talked to the bank or when I talked here, they showed me it's going to cost me X amount of dollars or fees and expenses. And I said, no. One of the beauties is there are no ongoing fees and expenses. That was a big telling element for her, and uh, she actually did the structure. But you know, it's something almost maybe as minor as that 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 triggers. Uh, a decision on the part of somebody that uh, you didn't even think about early on when you were talking to him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I think what you're talking about, Jim and uh, Amory, is really peace of mind. You know, giving a client uh, at the end of the day peace of mind to know that they're getting a, a a definitive check. They know when it's coming. They know what it is. It's uh, oftentimes a lot better. Let's them put that head on the pillow without wondering about what the market's doing tomorrow. So, uh, with that, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back in a minute with more on this uh, fascinating subject with Jim Hoyer and Amory Von Bank. We'll be right back. You can listen to all the Ringler Radio shows. Just go to ringlerassociates.com or legaltalknetwork.com and click on Ringler Radio and choose from almost 200 topics. There's a Ringler Associate in all the major cities of the U.S., no one has more experience than a Ringler Associate. Check out our new website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for claimants, legal professionals, and claims personnel, and to find the Ringler Associate nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best financial plan. You can count on Ringler Associates to structure a customized plan that meets the needs of you and your family for the future. Visit ringlerassociates.com to learn more. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you could join us. Emery Von Bank is my co-host, and uh, this is, of course, Larry Cohen, your host, and, of course, our special guest, Jim Hoyer from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Well, Jim... uh, how will your hands-on approach to helping your clients, because you seem to have a very hands-on approach to your clients as you deal with this settlement activity and the post-settlement activity, how does it help your client in the end? I mean, you obviously get great satisfaction of having clients come back and say, I'm glad you told me to do that, Jim. I'm glad you recommended that. Right. Um, one of the funny stories about that was I had a gentleman who uh, was injured in a motorcycle accident and got a brain injury. And uh, worked through the brain injury. He was in a coma for several days, and um, it was a significant settlement that we got for him because he was going to have earning capacity problems. And we did a partial structure and partial cash. And after about six months of getting his structure payments, and then looking at the investment field, he came back and he said, "You know, I'd really like just to structure the rest of this now." And, you know, so that was, that was kind of the, the learning moment for me to, to remind clients when I, you know, when we do set something up is that, you know, it is a solid investment. It is a guaranteed return. It's guaranteed by the state of Minnesota if, if 
any of these, you know, A plus rated life insurance companies should should go under. There's a fund from the state of Minnesota to make you very protected. Um, and so it's it's the learning experience to say, look, you know what, this is gonna be probably better than you can do in the market. You may have some good days in the market, but at the end of the day, um, it's not gonna be guaranteed. And the nice thing about the structures is they're guaranteed. Exactly. Jim, I know from personal experience that you go beyond the extra mile for your clients. And I know you have probably have so many stories and you kind of just told us about one, but do you have another story about a client who went with the structured settlement and how you personally worked with them during negotiations and afterwards? Sure. Well, most everybody that, that when we get a case of you know, the magnitude that's going to be structured. And, you know, you can take some smaller cases. I think the, the exception would be like we just did one um, for a, a kid that got hurt on a defective slide. And, you know, basically we got the bills paid. And when he turns you know, 18, 19, 20, he gets, the, he gets the payment. It was a matter of just a minor settlement. I think it's different because they can't get the funds uh, until they reach the age of 18. The court will not allow the parents to invest the money. So that type of structure, the involvement is like, okay, you go to mom and dad and say, do you want them to get something at 18, 19, 20? Do you want to get something at 18 and then when they're 25? I mean, you know your kids, you know your finances, what do you want to do? So those we get involved in. But but generally what happens is when we sit down with the client and we say, all right, look, here's the amount of money now we've, we've negotiated. And, and I prefer to negotiate cases um, on the cash value because... You know, we're, we're in the situation in evaluating cases in the infamous, uh, you know, what would a jury do? Okay, so if we were to present this case to a jury, what would they do in terms of damages? And then if we can get to that number, then we settle the case. Um, that's the first part. Now, the fun part is to sit down and say, okay, look, we've got this sum of money. And what are your needs going to be? You know, do you want, um, I mean, I'll say one that was kind of, I've only done this. Maybe you, you guys have done this more often, but I had a grandmother. I mean, she, I never thought in the world that we would end up structuring something for my 75 year old client. But what she wanted to do was a structure that played out like 10 years with her grandchildren as a beneficiary. And that way she guaranteed the kids college education because she didn't really need the money um, at that point of her life, but she knew that the kids were going to need it. So Again, it's you know it's the opportunity to be creative with each family, with each individual. Sit down, find what their needs are, and then use these annuities as a funding mechanism to take care of future needs. And that to me is rewarding. And again, it's, it's it's unique for every client. So I hope that answers your question. Absolutely. Sometimes it's needs that I think they don't even realize they have. It, your your story reminds me of another one that I was told recently where. Um, this attorney had settled a minor case, you know, previous to uh, previously. And when the um, kid turned 18, he called and wanted um, to cash in a portion of his structured settlement. And the attorney said, absolutely not. You can't do that. Recommended against it. And that was the last he heard from the kid until about seven years later, he says he walks to the sandwich place that he goes to every day at the end of the block. And, the kid is working on a construction crew in the street. And he's like, hi, hi, do you remember me? And the attorney's standing there going, you know, he didn't really remember him. And and he said, you know, I just want to thank you so much for, for my structured settlement and for not 
you know, letting me cash them in. You know, and you talk about needs that they didn't even think they would have. Um, you know, the kid had grown up some, and and it was just a, a good story, I think, too. No, no question, no question. You know, and what Amory uh, just raised uh, brings us really to the end of our discussion. And, uh, you know, we all face cl- claimants, all of us do, that no matter how much we do in trying to explain benefits to them and, and how good maybe a structure might be for them, you know, sometimes it's just not self-evident to them and they don't grasp it. One of the one of the best ways that I find people uh, learn from from others is, you know, what are the benefits that other people have have received, and if those benefits can be, and if those circumstances can be recounted, that that's what really matters. And so, I always like it when somebody uh, can can explain, somebody who's been in that position can explain to another claimant, hey, you know, I was in your I was in your shoes. I was trying to debate and decide what to do. I took this route, and it's made all the difference. So. As a final question, Jim, what is what is some of the feedback you've gotten from your clients, uh, like Anne Marie's story just now, where where after the fact they've come back to you and uh, said thank you for uh, helping me make that decision that made all the difference for me? How, give us a few of those stories. Well, I mean, I think the one I mentioned earlier about my my brain uh, injured motorcycle um, individual um, coming back and saying, "Wow, that that was really a great investment. I would like to do that again." I mean, that that kind of tells you that um, it it helps. Um, in terms of clients, I mean, it, the advantage for them is that you know one of the one of the problems with what we do is that oftentimes after the case is settled, we don't we don't hear back from the clients because. You know, it's not like you're doing a real estate transaction and then they right. sell the house in five years. So sometimes you don't hear back from them. But the feedback that I've gotten from clients that I that I have heard from and kept in touch with afterwards, they just the peace of mind of knowing that it's there, that that you know whatever we budgeted um, for their future, it just it 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 gets deposited in their account on the first or the fifteenth or whatever day they pick, and they can count on that. And if there's one thing in their life they can count on, that that adds tranquility to most people to know um, that you know the, the money is there. It, 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 I mean, I've structured attorney's fees yeah. because it, that that's been very helpful. No, no question about that. That's that's a show for another day, perhaps. But finally, uh, you know, I do have a lawyer friend who who has a, a couple of structured settlement success stories, and he calls on them occasionally to. Uh, Kind of speak to a claimant sitting there in in that decision mode, and and to be able to say to them, "Look, I was in your shoes. Here's what I did. Here's why, and here's what it's done for me." And hearing it from that individual, I think sometimes it's a lot better than hearing it from even folks like us. So I I would encourage you. I think that that that's made a lot of difference for a lot of the, his his clients. Well, that, that's interesting because it, it's made me think. While I'm I'm listening to you, you you and Amory talk. Um, I'm, I'm thinking back to one that was um, a wrongful death case where the kids were young and we put together college funds and it's been long enough now that those kids should be uh, into college and uh, I'm going to follow up with the family and just reach out and see how they're doing. Well, that's terrific. And let us know uh, how you make out. I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to hear that too. We're glad to do that. Well, listen, Jim, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you or contact you, what's the best way to do that? Um, we have my phone number, which is area code 612 three 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 one six zero and we have our our new website up it's call c-a-l-l h-l-f dot com for hoyer london florida so it's call h-l-f dot com uh and we also are bilingual we uh 
have a large Spanish-speaking uh, clientele, so we have native Spanish speakers in the firm, and we have um, the website soon uh, will be uh, translated into both languages. Terrific, terrific. And Anne-Marie, how about yourself, if someone wanted to reach you? They can go to the website, ringlerassociates.com, or my telephone number is 800 332 3401. And for all of you out there who are first-time listeners, you should know you can access any Ringler Radio show from the website, ringlerassociates.com, and uh, you can find uh, all of the Ringler Radio shows. We've done uh, hundreds of them and uh, on, on a lot of different subjects. Also, you can go to iTunes and download uh, from there as well. So uh, with that, Jim, I want to tell you uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us today. I think you've added a tremendous amount to uh, people's understanding about how structures can help uh, in terms of uh, going forward after settlement. Anne-Marie, you've been a terrific co-host. Thank you for uh, for helping us here today. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, Larry. And uh, for the rest, thank you, Jim. And for the rest of you out there, go have a great day, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio, celebrating its seventh year on Legal Talk Network with over a million listeners. Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements. Visit ringlerassociates.com today.